Dude, Alex, my question for you, bro. Because I feel yeah. like I've seen your comics. I'm trying to think of like when I first saw them. Maybe well, only like a couple months ago, but like how long have you been doing them? Okay, so for a while for a while I was doing completely different shit. I was doing political comics and they were sort of Ellie Valley-ish. And what was I, your uh, handle? It was just still House of... Actually, no. Mm-hmm. Before I, my first account got banned, I was Jack Dump Tactical Cartoonist. Jack Dump Tactical. Yeah, but then I got I got uh, banned because I said that a guy wanted to lick Erdogan's balls. <laughs> and that his... Erdogan... He was a Turkish guy, and he was... Maybe, I was yeah, very you were, angry. You, you see, what you need to understand, Zach, I was being racist. I was being Turkish racist. <laughs> Dude, not to be racist myself, but uh, Turkish guys uh, seem to have a short fuse. They're very easy to uh, <laughs> make a like very angry, you know, leaping up and down. By the um, way, I feel bad. I'd hop on my video, but I, as I said, I woke up recently. I look terrible. I'm trying to protect okay. the uh, the Yola swag image. <laughs> you gotta yeah. protect the brand. It's funny because we're, we're Chris. I can't even pronounce words. <laughs> we're very similar looking. In a yeah, lot I, of feel, I feel. I feel, bro. You should. Uh, you should rock the stash. I, I. I need to shave. I had a stash briefly, mm-hmm. and I have not kept up with it. But yeah, I've. I've. Uh, I've. I've gone with the mustache. Because it's contemporary, mm-hmm. and it marks me as as a funny guy, you know. Yeah, funny I'm just trying to take it back mustaches. from the gays. I'm trying to <laughs> I'm trying to do to the mustache what uh, you know black people did to the n word. Exactly. To, yeah, <laughs> it used to be for straight people. I know for like hardworking men and police officers. Yeah. And now, yeah. <laughs> now it's become a thing where you people just ah, oh, you're Freddie Mercury. No, god damn it, I'm. I know. I'm fucking Burt Reynolds. There's nothing fucking gay about Burt Reynolds and his glistening and moist the, uh, chest. There hasn't been like a Burt Reynolds type for a long time. Has there? <laughs> Maybe Bradley Cooper. I'm a big uh, Bradley Cooper fan. You're you're a Bradley Cooper guy? Oh, fanatic, dude. I love Bradley Cooper. Uh, Limitless is a great movie. Dude, I, dude, I, I don't know if I would say it was like, if I was like hanging out with Roger Ebert's ghost or whatever, I don't know if I would yeah. tell him I thought it was a good movie, but uh, it's fun to watch. It's very it's, fun to watch, dude. It's great because it's also got a great Robert De Niro phoning it in performance. And he's, Oh, yes, yes. He's juxtaposed next to Bradley Cooper, who's really acting, you know, because that's his... <laughs> He's just acting all the time, and he's just really acting very hard. And I think it's that intensity that's attractive about him. He always gives 110%. Oh, it's so good. That is good. Dude, I just love the uh, the concept of, like, we're only using 10% of our brain. Yeah. Oh, and great. now you can think harder. And it's like, dude, this is just so ridiculous, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Masturbation like takes it. no time at all now. Yeah. <laughs> he's been, he's I just used my mind. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right. Uh, let's get into it. We're going to start out. We're going to start the episode with a plug for our stupid Patreon. Hell uh, yeah. This is a recent thing. Are. Yeah, it's very recent. We've just we've we were like, oh well, we have enough followers now. Might as well monetize. What are you guys up to? I consider the episode having started, but that's fine. We can just swag. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's. I mean, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of. At least I. We We can continue talking about Bradley Cooper. We got a Patreon, motherfucker. This is House of Decline. We we have a Patreon now. 
We go to our Patreon. We got tiers. You got you can get things. You can get monthly commissions from me. Yeah. I'll draw what you want within reason. No non-con. No incest. No kids. Uh, but uh, what's uh, what else? I uh, th there's probably some other stuff. But uh, what uh, I'll draw your fucking fursona. I don't give a shit. You pay the twenty five dollars a month. You get your fursona in the inimitable uh, House of Decline style. Uh, and. So go to our Patreon, subscribe to our Patreon. Uh, it, uh, with us today is Steven, as always. Hi. And the other voice that you heard earlier was Zach from YOLO Swag Studios. Hey. And we got YOLO Swag Studios got a pretty cool online shop I was looking at. Um, I think it's yeah, it's a really cool big, online shop. Bighomo.bigcartel.com. Bighomo.bigcartel.com. Yeah. What That's can you a, get there at bighomo.bigcartel.com? Cool Dude, I, uh, you know, I'm packing up these trading cards right now, and it's been so fun. Um, yeah, you do these trading cards with your with your characters from your comics, and you get other artists to do them. Oh, yeah. Dude, this is going to sound so autistic, but it's like I got these, like, wax booster packs. Because, like, mm -hmm. I was trying to get, like, tinfoil ones, like the, the Pokemon ones, but it was, right, like, right. too hard to source. But uh, I seal them with this, like, tiny iron, and it's, like, it just looks so official. I'm, like, I, I just really, I'm so hyped to send these out. But, um, yeah, dude, trading cards, very powerful. I have, like, a beautiful like, uh, object. Oh, yeah. I'm obsessed with them. Oh, you got some good hats on here. Yeah, the hats, dude. The, uh, I, I want to get fishing this one. one. Yeah, women fear me, fish peg me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was just like, I'll make like an asinine. I feel like sometimes people plan like, yo, I'll make my guy wear this in the comic and then I can sell it as merch. But I'll like, <laughs> I'll make something. Dude, no one would want this. I'll like do it just because I think it'd be like funny. And then people are like, please, please put it on a hat. And I'm just like, all right, fuck it. That's what I mean. That's where you've got it's. I, I, the 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 rise of Yolo Swag Studios and the amazing fact that you're doing all this rough material and one of my first questions for you is like has anybody tried to come for you has anybody tried to seriously like cancel you for any of the any oh, of the stuff you did oh for sure bro for sure for sure dude <laughs> what's um, what's been your what's what's your gravest experience with that um well I was a little more like I definitely did like way more political comics that were like more right-leaning i feel like when i mm -hmm. first got started and i was like friends with uh some of the other right-wing political guys and that yeah, was like that became an issue mm -hmm. but then um when i was kind of like yo you know racism is bad mm -hmm. you know that was kind of another uh almost a canceling from the other side oh yeah where they were kind of not happy about that but um yeah, for sure. For sure. I've had my run-ins. I've had my run-ins. Have you? Well, I guess no, you got the Aragon thing, but I, I think that was just Twitter being pussies. Aragon thing? Erdogan. Someone, is it, Erdogan. Erdogan. Oh, Aragon. <laughs> dude, dude, I'm Aragon. so dumb. I'm like three. I, dude, I have like four IQ points, bro. That's all right. I mean, yeah, I think no one has tried to cancel me yet, but that's because my stuff is pretty, it's pretty softball in a lot of ways. It's not... It's it's gross and fucked up, but in the way that the people who are want to uh, getting you for putting something out there that's, you know, not progressive or something, people tend to like it. I mean, my biggest comic is Charlie the Asexual, 
which was and asexual people liked that comic a lot and they were like ah this is fine and so and because it's like generally like pretty positive and like queer leaning uh just no 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 rumblings of cancellation yet but you had an evolution so like you started initially with this right wing uh stuff but you you came out of that into something that's you know it's it's more politically uh well, well, if if not to not to put dispersions on you, but there seems to be a direct line from your work from the work of Onion edi- editorial artist Ward Shutton, oh, who does sure. the, the Kelly Con. For sure, dude. And Originally, your... I was uh, like, yeah, it's a combination. I feel like I was trying to like egg our ape kind of him, and then uh, who's the other guy? Ben Garrison. Yeah, Ben Garrison. Yeah, but my style and time. it being black and white, it kind of was just like. This is more just straight up the onion guy, not uh, there's no Ben Garrison really in it. But um, yeah, well, because Ben Garrison is like he's usually he's usually very histrionic with it. Uh, It's that quality of uh, conservatives getting mad in the middle of telling a joke that they forget to finish the joke. Yeah, yeah. Or he's like, just you can tell he's like super horny for like AOC yes. when he draws her, oh, yeah. or like Huge Chelsea Gabbard or, or whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah. Big Tulsi. big juicy asses. Oh my god, brother, the feet. <laughs> yeah, I mean that figures into your own work with uh, Fat Titty Abby Shapiro. I always bring this one up just because I remember it, and Fat Titty Abby Shapiro is powerful. But oh, there's yeah. a Ben Garrison comic where uh, some. Sulzer politician guy was like, I guess sleeping. I don't know if he slept with her, but he was like dealing with some Chinese informant. But then Garrison drew it as like him being kissed by this like beautiful dragon woman who was saying you make <laughs> bang bang with fang fang or something. Dude. It was just like you got to find that one later and just like it's so perfect. It's beautiful. He's because he's he's in that rare quality of right-wing cartoonists where their work gets to a greater emotional truth behind the right-wing uh, ideology. The other guy who I think of who, who comes to mind is G Prime, you know that guy? Oh, uh George the George yeah. Alexopoulos guy. Yeah, yeah, he's always doing the big-eyed children getting traumatized by critical race theory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And it's like, obviously, his his takes are pretty, you know, intense, uh, but uh, he executes them with such uh, care and stylistic uh, uniqueness that you can't help but notice and be drawn into his world, which I think why they've had uh, a lot of traction. Oh, his style is excellent. Yeah, I really like his style. Yeah. Um, he was one of the first people... I interviewed on the Yellow Swag channel. It was like maybe like two or three years ago, but uh, he originally in my head, I want to say did much more. I, dude, I can't speak ill of the guy because like his art is very fresh. Yes, yeah, nothing but, you uh, can do about that. Right, but uh, I feel like recently, I think you touched on it a little bit, but the, it's just a lot of like the same punchline and a lot of things mm-hmm. like with the guy screaming are just like yeah some liberal being like <gasps> yeah blue hair and pronouns going ape shit on you where it's like yeah, yeah. uh i mean the thing about your stuff would because i was doing political comics for a while i was doing from it like the left-wing perspective and as and unflatteringly compared to ellie valley 
Because um, oh, I, I was called knockoff Ellie Valley. Oh, that's, yeah, dude. Hell yeah. <laughs> We're, uh, I feel uh, related. Uh, but um, yeah, so the problem with doing political stuff is like once you take a stance, you it ends up being like histrionic, right? Or pandering. You know, right, which is why right. I like your approach, which is, no, we're going to have a very deranged take that nobody would have. Yeah and, yeah. and that's the humor inherent in it, because the thing is, if you investigate your comics about like Abby Shapiro being overshadowing her brother with fat titties, <laughs> there's probably some weirdo out there that actually believes that, you know, oh, for sure, for sure. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Ben oh, Shapiro believes that. So. <laughs> ben Shapiro. Ah, God damn it. Dude, I love when, because uh, some of them are just really not grounded in reality. And mm -hmm. there'll still be people who like get upset or like, this doesn't make sense. And it's like, ah, just shut up. I fucking hate those types of people. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, people, people have not gotten upset at me yet. I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting Dude, for the I, one, though. Your comics are too powerful, bro. I had, like, uh, three or four friends recently hit me up from college who were like, Dude, who's this House of Decline guy? Like, I <laughs> like this comic. They really liked the one of the guy, uh, what was he? He was, like, standing on the tip of the other guy's penis. Uh, it's like a, wait, a ballet, ballet move or something. Oh yeah, the oh yeah, that's very. Uh, he was on point. Yeah, we yeah. call that one on point. Yeah, yeah, that one's fresh. Uh, yeah, I do a lot of penis guys because you know who you know who I'm. The direct line from my guy. If if your direct line is from the Onion guy, mine is Keith Herring. That's who I'm making like a grosser, crasser Keith Herring. Who is my Keith whole. Herring? He's that. So in the '90s, you would recognize him immediately if you saw him. He draw. He drew like very simplified Check little on my guys. Phone. Let's see. And uh, he he was he ended up a lot in advertising as well, just because his designs were so powerful and everybody was immediately drawn to him. But he was also a queer guy, and he uh, he contracted HIV, and you know he did a lot of paintings about that. Oh yeah, of, dude, this guy. Yeah. So, okay. and what I learned from him is that. Um, simplified characters, man, that's where it's at. That's where if you're trying to, like, be funny or communicate something immediately, that if you're trying to just, yeah, immediate communication, you got to simplify your characters as much as possible. And so my old political cartoons, they were, like, very Baroque, and there was a lot, a lot of cross-hatching and shit. Mm -hmm. And um, I was trying to be funny with them, and it just wasn't working because they were too severe. And so simplify as soon as i started simplifying you know the drawings started becoming instantly funnier and i think that's a quality of your work that that oh, i, no. uh, that see, I, I admire as say, well. you're a high iq man you see you you can draw well and you had to take this approach of like yo i gotta simple it simplify it <laughs> blah 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 me it's like dude i never learned to draw i'm dumb my shit's already simplified that's my mm -hmm. I, that's my drawing skill is just <laughs> That's but like yeah, I mean, it's good, though, because, you know, there's lots of people that can do there's lots of people that can, you know, draw stick figures or draw simply. But um, to have a practiced amateurishness, I think, is like what separates people. And you, you have that you you have created a unique style that is recognizable as you, even though it's like there isn't a ton of there isn't like a ton of uh, technical expertise in there. 
I don't I know. I that's... get a lot of uh, Family Guy vibes from it. <laughs> <laughs> Were you I influenced was... by Family Guy? Is that an influence? Not even. Uh, I mean, I, I loved the show growing mm. up, but uh, not drawing wise. I wouldn't say like I ever looked at it, but I, it, my full bodies look like exactly like that shit usually. Like with that like 2.5 stance or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah. Good times. I was doing um when I was like talking to Vosh or whatever for an interview. You were talking to you've you've <laughs> you've talked to Vosh? You've talked to the oh, man yeah. Vosh. Dude, I posted like a clip of it that I animated on Twitter and I think everyone assumed that I was it was just fake because I was like asking him a bunch yeah. of weird questions, but we we just talked and I asked him a bunch of weird questions. I saw that but, you were uh, asking him horse cock questions because yeah, of his famous love of horse cocks. That was real. Yeah. That was, that, that, that's fucked up. That was real. He has oh, a yeah, famous love real. of horse cock. Oh yeah. And I have uh, to yeah. really reassess I didn't like him, but now I guess he's good. <laughs> now <laughs> now that you've known about his love of I mean, he's a weird guy that and a polarizing figure. Uh, I'm sort of like, uh, man, what was your conversation with Vosh like, but was it longer than the clip that I saw? Oh yeah. It was like, uh, I posted only like one of them or like half of it. Cause like, I think the full thing is like two, three hours, but mm-hmm. it was like an hour on uh, YouTube, but I don't know. He was, uh, you know, very, um, one sec. Oh, sorry, the girlfriend texting me. You know, I got to Hell yeah. Give her, give her a little attention. Hell yeah. Do that. We're all about love here. No, he was surprisingly, like, <clears throat> reasonable, and I feel like he was able to... I don't know, I feel like there's always the joke that when it's like, context, context, and it's like, <laughs> I need to give context for some of that stuff, but... Yeah. I don't know, he, he seemed uh, surprisingly reasonable. He's, I mean, I, so when I was doing political cartoons, I did a cartoon of Vosh, which was. Dude, was first, that yours? That's mine. The, the panel of like, uh, uh, who is this guy? I don't understand why people like him. And then it's a million Voshes. Dude, that we are Legion. is so good. In the, Thank you. <laughs> I saw someone tag you in it and I was like, there's no penises in this. This isn't his. <laughs> I was like, someone must be confused. Dude, that is so fucking funny. Yeah, that, that was is me. such a funny comic, dude. And they're all like sweating a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Because he's oh, a sweaty God. guy. Yeah, but, you know, dude. I can relate. I'm a sweaty guy, too. I'm a sweaty man, too. I feel that. Sweat boys. Yeah, sweat boys. Sweat boys in the house. Yeah. Um, it was because of Vosh, actually, I probably started doing the penis comics. Because he reposted, because so I stopped doing the political cartoons, like, uh, and the reason I stopped doing them is so fucking stupid. It's so fucking gay, but I'll say it anyway. It's um, uh, tw- uh, Twitter user Shaq Diesel, mm. uh, who's a good, a good Twitter user, good, uh, a good tweeter. He's very funny. Uh, but he was taking some of my less good political comics and then posting a picture of Peter Griffin punching a wall, uh, showing that he was angry with with my output and a bunch of people were liking this shit you know and a bunch oh, of people no. and i was oh, no. i was going into their accounts and i wanted to dismiss it i wanted to be like ah these these guys are just assholes but i looked through their tweets and nah fuck these are funny guys oh, these dude, are funny guys sucks. and they're critiquing my work and yeah. so i stopped doing the political comics altogether and just had four months where i was just unemployed and depressed 
and just just you know every day i'm watching like uh the same shit i watched but over and we over recorded again recorded some of our best episodes so listen to those episodes listen to the now we're in episodes. a alex <laughs> is in an upswing the quality of the podcast may go down but the quality yeah. of the comics is going up there you yeah, go yeah hell yeah this is the worst one we've done so far because I'm in a good mood. Uh, 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 but yeah, it, and in fact, Vosh reposted that comic one day and I started getting a bunch of followers. You know, Vosh is, you know how Vosh has this weird retinue of, of femboy followers? That, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so I was getting a bunch of those followers and in my head I was like, oh shit, there's some kids following me. They're expecting cartoons. Uh, uh, and I drew something real quick uh, of like guys putting boxing gloves in assholes and it got some got got 30 likes which was enough for me it's like okay okay we got maybe we got something here maybe we got some so thank you vosh i appreciate your intervention dude it's funny but there's a huge overlap that i feel like people don't understand between like dude like there's dudes and just with most dudes where there's like these gay joke and penis jokes that are to me are just inherently funny. Mm-hmm. And then, okay. but there's an overlap with like gay people who also like think that, like, I feel like a lot of people think it's like only dude bros like that Huber, but it's like, no, no, no. That translates to gay people too, because it's just, it's, I have a bullshit sexist theory, which I'm going to say right now. Um, it's not that, Women and men are equally funny. They're equally capable of being very funny. But in my and I know this is wrong. This this theory is bullshit and it's wrong. So uh, but I'm I'm starting because it's a funny thought experiment. I think it's funnier to be a man than it is to be a woman in a lot of ways because we're well, because just inherently expendable. Yeah, you got balls. Yeah, dangle, One million percent. They yeah. dangle down and you sit on them and they hurt. And the ball thing. Yes, yeah. exactly. Dude, it's, it's like you're a uh, it's like you're a uh, worker bee. Yeah, you're just, you're just expendable. Like There's drone. nothing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> There's nothing grounding you to reality, so you can just do like jackass stunts all day, and nobody cares. Yes. Yes. Um, and this is also, you know, that's also a function of sexism. I want to live in a world where uh, there are as many violence against women jokes as there are violence against men jokes. But you know, you, you, it's uh, we we're not going to get to that until we have true gender equality. You know, thank God Johnny Ryan is out there. You know, I feel doing like we his had violence that in the nineties, bro. Uh, I can rem- the 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 biggest violence against woman joke that I can remember succeeding is the one in Austin Powers, the spy who shagged me. What was that one? It's the lady, and she just won't die, and Austin Powers keeps like like shooting her and blowing stuff up in her face and like landing on her from a building, and she won't die, and it's funny. Uh, it sounds funny. Yeah, the sp- yeah, baby, shagadelic. This, yeah, I, that's a terrible impression. <laughs> no, that was pretty good. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think there, and also it's like the inherent contradiction of you're this thing that's constantly trying to live up to be this macho you know, burly protector who's stoic and can take care of stuff. And you have this this just incredibly vulnerable thing right between your legs that governs your entire life. And that you have to, so there's there's that, yeah, that the, I, I think primarily though, it's the expendability, the fact that it's just funnier when we die. Oh, dude, that would be such a great comic for you. Have like a Evangelion-esque, you know, human body and the penis mm. is like the one controlling it. 
Yeah. Like he's the little <laughs> pilot inside of it. Like joystick penis. Yeah. He's yeah. In the co- he's in the cockpit. Yeah. Oh, there we go. There, there we go. go. There it writes itself. Yeah. Oh, dude, Have little you windows did in that, the penis. Uh, that Evangelion fucking banger. That that was that that was a fun comic. People. Okay, so here's here's another thing I wanted to talk to you about, which is um, black people. M- Black people, yes. yes. We're gonna we're gonna get to the root okay. now. <laughs> no, no. Um, uh, so if you've ever had a comic do even slight numbers on Twitter, a little ecosystem in the replies will start forming. And it was very funny for me the Evangelion comic because there were people having a serious argument about whether it's okay to sexualize fourteen year olds in anime. I'm sure uh, Vosh popped up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, lots of Vosh people were being, it's just a drawing. It's fine. It's fine. Who cares? Uh, Yeah, he has a lot of opinions about the legalization of child pornography. I think that's where he catches a lot of heat. Yeah. Maybe if you didn't talk about child pornography so much. Well, that's the thing, like, uh, he he did seem to, because I pressed him on that and kind of be like, like, I don't know. I feel like there's these dudes who, like, are seen as, like, philosophers for some reason. You know, like Sargon and all these baboons. We had a whole episode about it. Beardos. It's Beardos. It's Beardos. Matt Christman as well. You know, they have the beard energy where they're, like, simultaneously very nerdy but also very angry. And yes, they talk yes. with a lot of confidence. But so. anyway, these people – not sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. But these people get uh, – told how smart they are all the time and they they're talking about all these topics and i feel like there's something just inherent to all of them where it's like i'm so smart i'm going to talk about i'll talk about something like child porn and rationalize it somehow that'll show how smart i am like yeah i feel like it's like a really stupid trap they get drawn into but uh i feel like he did not really know that. I'm not. I'm not here to play defense for Vosh. <laughs> you know, the Vosh defender. Yeah. You know, yeah. Are, what do you do? Are you bread pains now? Are you Mr. Bread pains oh, now? God, dude, we <laughs> talked about that. I pretty much got him to admit that I think bread pains sucks. But uh... I feel so bad for the. He's trying. Me oh, too, he's trying. Dude. Me too. Me too. That's why I was like, I literally prefaced it with like. Dude, I feel so terrible even asking this, but I have to know. But. Uh, Dude, that guy shit up sucks so much. I feel so bad, dude. Uh, I, and you want to see them improved because there's like lots of stories of cartoonists who sucked that actually really started improving. I think the one in my mind that sticks out is Adam Ellis, the BuzzFeed guy, who was oh, did just, he suck at first? He he yeah he I mean he was like criticized for using a lot of uh, templates and shit like that, oh, and his right. comics were very samey. It was usually like a guy, the same expression you know for four panels, and then he started getting. <laughs> just really good at his craft. And like, he started making comics that were undeniably of good quality. And it's nice, it's nice to see someone who sucks get better. That's a very, that's a very cool character arc. Oh, and yeah. it's just not happening for this guy. It's... <laughs> it really is not. Maybe if it the, really is not. Maybe if the news got funny, then his, his comics would get funny. Like, cause it seems like all he does is regurgitate current events. Dude, like, exactly. Word, word that's a thing. Word. Dude, if it's gonna at least look stupid, like he has, to, it has to be funny, dude. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's so terrible. 
these are, I mean, that's the trouble of doing uh, political stuff is if you take a stance, you're automatically working at a disadvantage from the funny perspective because you have to be at least somewhat serious about something. And, you know, comedy can be used for that, but it's sort of at its best when it embraces that utter nihilism of, well, everything is bullshit. Rick Stuff is Morty, funnier. Uh, Rick and Morty, you're talking about. High IQ stuff. <laughs> High IQ stuff like Rick and Morty. Yeah, well, yeah. I actually, I've been meaning, because Rick and Morty, and something that I've been, uh, and a trend in your comics, uh, too, something that I, I admire and probably, like, uh, picked up on a little, was they have this very sort of optimistic tone. There's this very sort of breezy, sunny, optimistic tone, even though you're talking about, like, fucked up gross shit. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed that sort of that sort of style is taking root in in comedy. You know, stuff like I think you should leave and smiling friends where the concern is more about telling the joke and telling it in like this this funny uh, sort of easily digestible way as opposed to like Bojack Horseman or even Rick and Morty is like, oh, Rick is going to kill himself. This Rick has almost killed himself this episode. He's so fucking depressed. Don't you relate to this, you fucking nerd? Yeah, Buy buy pickle Rick stickers on Hot Topic or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. They don't have Hot Topic. I guess they do have Hot Topics, but that's a really dated reference. It's around. You got to go to a mall. I think people just buy pickle Ricks at GameStops and still... That's where you go to buy your pickle know. ricks. Yeah, that was the worst time to be on the internet. That whole pickle rick thing. <laughs> so so terrible. Oh my god. Uh, were you starting? How long have you been doing comics? Um, I think I, dude, I started in like uh, maybe like my junior or senior year of college. So mm-hmm. when was that? I don't even. At least like five years. Mm-hmm. For sure. But uh. I only started posting them to Twitter on like uh, 2018, I think, is mm-hmm. when I started my account. But uh, yeah, I don't what know. Was... I was never, never into. I never like wanted to do comics like full full time. But if people keep reading them, I will keep making them. <laughs> that's that's what you get. I mean, what was the? Uh, why did you start doing them? Just because you just you just did them. Kind of yeah, and then. Uh, I don't know. I just saw all these like shitty Stone Toss comics and like Stone Toss <laughs> ripoffs that people were like, this is amazing. And it was like, oh, I could probably draw something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe I'm going to fucking, maybe I'll draw comics. Maybe I could do, this is something I can do. Yeah, there, yeah, there yeah. is a, yeah, the sort of punk attitude uh, where it's this DIY you just see shit replicated in culture over and over and over again, and you just have like, no, nah, I could do this. This yeah, seems yeah. like something I could do. Yeah. Um. Bro, you're yeah. a man of many voices. I, I do a lot of voices. I do a lot of voices. Uh, a voice I wanted you to do, which uh, Ben Garrison Keeler. Ben Garrison Keeler. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, sir, we saw big asses in the summer. <laughs> Rosy cheeked. Down by the Minnetonka Valleyway. Big asses for miles, we saw. <laughs> how does Garrison yeah. Keeler... It's no more Minnesota references, I think. Yeah, it's like... How, how do Minnesota people talk? <laughs> Old and Lake Wobegon. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's pretty good. We had the, we had the slime pit. Uh, 
there's a, usually a slime pit in Ben Garrison. I don't know my Ben Garrisons really? that well. I'm not Kim uh, Possible facts. Yeah, isn't you, there... uh, you should do animations, dude, and just uh, do all these little voices. I've been thinking about it. I, you know, something that I've been holding off because uh, I'm going to dox myself by doing it. But I think, you know, this is our 99th episode. Uh, we have you on. So it'd be funny to tell. I've, I have an association with animation. It was actually, I have a very mm. strange relation. The reason why I even got political to begin with is because of my strange relationship with Steven Crowder. Whoa. Whoa. Uh, yeah, he was, he's like the opposite of me in a lot of ways. Mm. And that comes from, initially in my mind, that comes from the fact because you know, you know the children's television show, Arthur? Oh, yeah. So when I was a kid, I had the unique Canadian experience of being on that show for like three Bro. years. I was That's a voice as hell. on Arthur, and I was the voice of the brain. Uh, so that the rabbit. The he no he was the he is the Arthur looking guy who's who's the smart guy, but he's uh -huh. canonically African American. There's an episode oh, where he no celebrates Kwanzaa. Way, dude. Yeah, they had me teaching the blues to George, oh the, God, the moose dude. in one episode. And dude, this is amazing. But fucking Steven Crowder was the voice of the brain immediately before me. I took his job on that. Wow. And I've just had this like opposite career of him. You know, he never he never went to like college and shit, and I did grad school and like uh, he's a very closeted, allegedly, and I'm openly gay, you know, and he's had this career. Bro, of I was going to ask if you were gay. Hey, I'm gay. Yeah, I'm okay, definitely. I'm de well, I'm bisexual, but I say gay because bisexual is annoying as hell and nobody likes bisexual. Yeah, Whoa. my girlfriend says bisexual and I'm just like, no, <laughs> start beating her immediately. <laughs> no, no. This is what we talked about. You're doing. See, you're you're, you're you normalizing. A woman beating joke. If that was a woman beating joke, and I was, I was. Ooh. See, see, it's it's rough being a woman. It's not funny when you get hurt. Although she it is. Kind she of. loves it. I'm sure. <laughs> um, I think that's also. So it's interesting moving away from right well, before, because I, before we move on, I, I need yeah. more about this Arthur story. Oh mm. shit! I, 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 I completely just interrupted. Him. Yeah. Um, no, but yeah, it's so. I just have this weird association with him, where where we're linked by this very Canadian fate, and mm. I feel like I'm just gonna like suck him off one day or something <laughs> and complete his conversion, and you know that'll be it. Huh. Allegedly, yeah, yeah. he's a chaser though. That's that's the thing that he's into. He really seems like one one billion percent yeah very i know a few uh i know a few of them in the in political community in the political in the right-wing uh, political commerce community no, there. I, I know some in the left but uh, in the left yeah well yes, they're open yes. about it we have vosh but he's not a cartoonist no no i, I know some that are under wraps but uh, <laughs> you you got all the secret chaser knowledge oh yeah what does chaser mean what does that mean? Uh, when you're attracted to trans women and you specifically go after trans women I've been accused of this title by my girlfriend, but uh, <laughs> I claim it is not true. Uh, well, I, that's what, another thing that I wanted to ask you is I've been having some... So your comics uh, do a lot of controversial content, uh, but I think, you know, your, your motto is, I'm just trying to make you laugh, you big idiot. That's the thing that it says on your Twitter bio. Which Correct. I think lets everybody know right away that uh, this is benign. It's not. Yeah, yeah. This is not full of rage. And 
but you do some very rough, uh, like the 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 one about uh, trans women, which I really like. Uh, if my my girlfriend wasn't a real woman, then why is she such a cunt, right? Mm. Uh, which is very funny. But I've seen that embraced by the trans community as well. Uh, and I've seen a lot of trans women uh, reposting it. Um, so what what does that feel like when you do something uh, sort of like uh, you don't know how people are going to react to it and they end up and you think they might even react negatively to it and they end up really embracing it? Do you like think about that feeling? Well, that's where I came to the conclusion of that kind of rambling thought I was telling you earlier after you were saying, remember you said you made the asexual comic and then a bunch yeah. of asexuals were like, yes, yeah, yes. yeah, this is us. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think uh, I'll simple, I'll make it more simple because what I was saying earlier was a little stupid. I think, but the baseline is just like, if it's funny, it doesn't matter like what, who you are and the color of your skin, or yeah. what's in your <laughs> pants. It's just what's funny. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, other than that, yeah, it felt fresh though. I was like, excellent. I like that they like that. But oh, uh, yeah. a, a lot of those comics are, you know, that one in particular, especially was just like literally a, a conversation I had. You know, that's something I said that to my girlfriend and I was like, oh, I have to write this down. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Very powerful. Uh, it, it works, you know. I, I think there is also, specifically with trans people, how they're used nowadays as bargaining chips in a culture war. Mm -hmm. I think, I, I you know, tr trans people, correct me if I'm, I'm wrong about this, but... Yeah, email us some... at houseofdecline at gmail.com if mm -hmm. Alex is wrong. <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm wrong about it, please tell me. Um, but I think there is something refreshing and not being condescended to, or like uh, not... Uh, how, like, you know, being part of the club where they get to make jokes about you and it's okay. Um, For sure. The, the, there's a sense of greater inclusion when doing that versus like, oh, you're special and should be protected. And, you know, should I make all these accommodations for you? And you know, there's this over fawning that can happen when when you're trying to, like, do right by people. I would and, like to think, too, in particular with my trans audience, that... Uh... I don't know. Most times, and I don't think I'm the first one, obviously, but, you know, there's like comedians who it's like, oh, he's a trans rights guy like Jim Norton. And it's just like, <laughs> I fuck trans women. Yeah, I'll fuck a trans woman's ass. Yeah. I love trans ass. It's like, yeah. how is this pro or like, you know, it's you're just like <laughs> sexualizing Okay. Yeah, people. It's, it's not, not like comedy, really. You know what yeah, I mean? It's not that it's pro. It's just that it's it's benign. It's there's no evidence that you're sort of angry at the community in some way, or that you're yeah, you're yeah. like criticizing them in any significant capacity. That's a big fear of mine, though. I never want to be seen as like the Jim Norton, like gremlin, <laughs> gremlin, <laughs> disgusting chaser man. Uh, what was his joke of like, yeah, why wouldn't I like trans women? I like women with one weird thing, which is, <laughs> it's a pretty good joke. You know, it's, it's offensive, but, uh, and I don't know if he gets, he's pretty funny though. He's, I, I like Jim Norton a yeah, lot. Yeah, he has some good jokes. He has some good Be jokes. Well, also personally, I, I love him because, so we went to, we talked about him last week on the pod, but we went to school with this guy called Lucian Wintrich. Uh, uh, why are we bringing him up again? Well, because I wizard? bring him up. Because there's one time, so Moshe Kasher, the comedian, had a show 
Um, I forget what it was called. It was called Politics with Moshe Ka or something like that. It was a panel show. <laughs> it was canceled after a season. But our buddy Lucian Wintrich, he's not our buddy, not but our, buddy. our school <laughs> our school chum. Asshole. Lucian Wintrich uh, came on to be like the alt-right talking point guy. And Jim Norton was on. And it's weird seeing a guy you know just get destroyed by Jim Norton. He's just running circles around him because he's like a vaguely competent professional comedian. And mm. this kid is this kid's uh, fame was inflated by the fact that, oh, I'm gay and I'm right wing. So I knew oh, the worst, dude, the yeah. worst people, the Milo's. He was a low rent Milo, which is even the worst. Terrible, a terrible thing to be. Milo, Man. dude. Fucking some guy I met on Twitter who I thought was funny. He used to run like this fake OJ Simpsons account. Yeah. OJ Simpsons. OJ Simpson. And yeah. uh, it would just be like, haha, I killed my wife. And it, it got yeah. so many followers for the Twitter. <laughs> but uh, he's like, yo, I'm in LA. I was like, oh, fresh. Like, come over. And we're like hanging out. And then he just starts telling me how he was pretty much like Milo's right hand man. And was oh, like, man. <laughs> arranging all the meetings and the campaigns and shit and it was just telling me all this like sketchy stuff about the parties milo would throw like with lawyers and they'd have like really young dudes there and shit oh, and I, was just, like, oh, yeah, no. I guess they tried hitting on the him and he was like dude i went out and i got my gun and i was like no <laughs> and i was like jesus christ shit's crazy but uh yeah this kid's wild i love him very, very <laughs> well yeah Weird. It's crazy how have you met anyone from Twitter yet? Uh not in real life. You're you're probably no, that's not true. I met my good friend Peyton through Twitter. Uh she was she was with us early when we were still still doing political comics, but not in real life. I haven't physically met anybody. Just well, heads up, if you meet anyone from Twitter in real life, it's literally 50-50 whether they'll be really cool or just completely unhinged, yeah. insane person. It is <laughs> yeah. it is just there's it's one way or the other. There's no middle ground. Mm-hmm. I I'm I'm very it's always funny because you're totally depersonalized on Twitter like you you read tweets in your voice a lot of the time unless yeah. like you, you know what the person sounds like and you're intimately familiar with them. So the shock of seeing, especially if like someone is anta your antagonist on Twitter, it's always funny seeing what they look like in real life. It's always this deflating moment <laughs> uh, there. My my dad always used to tell the story about like an old Toronto wrestler and it's like it's the masked wonder who is the masked wonder and one at the, one of these days at the hippodrome the masked wonder is going to be unmasked and they unmasked him and it is him King Kong Cox <laughs> and everyone was like who 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 is this person <laughs> you know yeah, uh, yeah so there's the yeah this it ruins uh, it deflating quality between your online persona and who you are, you're just some person, you know, you're a bag of meat that shits every day. You know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Imagine how uh, great it would be if on Hunter Biden's laptop was just a bunch of your cartoons. And, oh, that and, would be so fresh. And then it's in the news. All your cartoons are in the news. <laughs> Dude, what is, is that real? I keep saying, I keep seeing all my, like, uh, little groiper friends going, uh, they found child born on his laptop. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, probably. They all, yeah, probably. Who cares? They're all into 
Isn't that we know that by now that all of the their them are into freaky yeah, isn't he shit? Catholic, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, He's got a natural predilection. Was like up. It was either right before the election or something, but they were like, all the Groper frogs were like, uh, "Yo, we're about to drop some crazy info." And they started like dropping these pictures of like naked Hunter Biden and like close ups of his dick. And it was everyone was just like, oh, he's kind of hot in like a meth way. Yeah. yeah. No, no, you're not supposed to like these pictures or whatever. I wrote a comic about that. Did you? Yep. Yeah, I wrote one called Outlaw Fuck King, where it's the, the, the first panel is conservative media factory. It's like, I don't get it. What are we doing that's making Hunter seem cool? And then the next pet, it's the cover of the New York Post, and it's Hunter Biden looking like Lorenzo Lamas and Renegade, and he's like <laughs> chewing a toothpick, and it says, Outlaw Fuck King. Hunter Biden fucks and does drugs, you know? Yeah, literally, they were like posting him, having like two petite Asian women grinding on his dick or something. It was like... Dude, what, you're making him look like a Mad Max hero or something, bro. Yeah, I mean, it was it's it's probably the singular focus on trying to denigrate Hunter Biden, like played no small part in getting Joe elected, uh, uh, because it's like you, you, people are constantly shitting on this guy, and it's like Joe, all he has to say is. I, I, damn it, Jack, I love my drug-addicted son. And everybody in America whose nephew is addicted to opioids is like, oh, he's just like me. He still loves his drug-addicted son. Oh, there's a chat on Zoom? Yeah, I linked to the comics just so if you want to check those ones out. Yeah, the weird political oh, ones. Bro. The thing is, one, Dude, one in I, ten uh... is funny. One in ten is funny. Is this... Did you do this under a different... Um, handle the more yeah, this was stuff. Yeah. at who is Jack Dump was my old handle, dude. I would not uh, seeing this style. I would I would say I wouldn't throw it away, bro. I don't think people weren't reading it because of the style. No, they weren't the reading it because fresh. it the the style was good. I was fine with the style, but one thing that's difficult about it is those took like four hours to make each. And Are these drawn by hand? Yeah, they're all drawn by hand. Oh, dude, that's so cool. That's what, I mean, I'm a big believer in that shit. I'm a big believer in that. Okay, so you know, like, late Peanuts cartoons? Penis. Penis cartoons. Yes, penis yes. cartoons. <laughs> Charles Schultz's penis. Yeah, yeah. Penis cartoons. Uh, with with, with uh, Chorley, Chorley Brown, Brown Nose. I brown Hole. I don't know. Yeah. Chorley, Charlie Brown Hole. <laughs> Chorley? <laughs> Chorley. What's Chorley? Because I was thinking of like chortling balls. I was thinking of a chortle, chortle, you know. Um, And uh, yeah, so late in his career, like he was getting tremors, um, but he would still do his stuff by hand. And uh, and like his line got really sort of jagged and spiky, but it ended up making the cartoons, in my opinion, look even better. Because it had this just inimitable quality to it. Like, only his specific physicality could produce these images. Because it was him working at, like, the top of his game after 40 years. But also with this tremor that gave things this just completely unique quality. And I think um, people can match that very well with, like, a tablet and stuff like that. But I think always, in the same way that, you know, something is lost with, like, analog film between digital film, I think something, there is something that's a little lost between uh, digital 
line work and and physical line work. But I'm probably if you put them side to side, I probably couldn't tell. Well, that's uh, perhaps there's a bridge somewhere between our thinking, but that's also why I really like. I mean, it's not like I can even draw any better than I can now, but that's why I kind of like the uh, not like revising my stuff and making lines not wiggly. You know what I mean? Like I kind of like yeah. the 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 whatever that comes along with pretending it's a piece of paper. I don't yeah, know. putting the mistakes in there. Well, it's uh, what is it? Wabi sabi, which I only know from that King of the Hill episode where Bobby enters the rose competition and he's sponsored oh, by yeah, the bomb yeah. shop. And the guys acquaint Hank with the co- it's wabi sabi, man. The imperfections, you know, create <laughs> create something more beautiful. Yeah. Um, it, it is in this mind that I'm also like, um, so there's this cartoon guy called James Kachalka. Do you know James Kachalka? Um, I don't think so, but let me look him up. His heyday was in the 90s. He's famous for a song called Hockey Monkey, which got played on Nickelodeon a lot. And he also um, did this daily comic strip called American Elf. And he had this essay in the comics journal called Craft is the Enemy, uh, which is, I th- that's a, just a great statement Uh, on its own but what the comics was about is something that you were articulating earlier was sort of like this punk diy aspect to just doing it he says uh, in in his essay he was talking about how a lot of comic artists are stifled by the fact that oh i'm not a great draftsman you know i can't draw as good as jack kirby so you know why even try and he said no you should not be hamstrung by this attitude uh this is poisonous to your work but um what i take it to mean craft is the enemy on its own is that Especially if you're doing funny shit, like the rougher it looks, the funnier it is usually. You know, there there's like an appealing quality to rough work. It makes it less severe. I don't oh, know yeah. if you found that. Oh, I I, uh, I concur. I concur. Have you ever tried to do like more detailed work and like I'm gonna I'm gonna be like I'm I'm gonna do some real I'm gonna make a really fucked up Charles Burns esque drawing of the dog guy. I don't know. Every time I like sit my ass down and like um, really spend like an hour or two on an image, I'll finish and it'll look like slightly better than something I would have drawn in like five minutes. So I'm always just like, I don't know what's going on. I feel like my the synapses or whatever in my brain are just like not connecting when it comes to like improving my art. <laughs> so well, I, you are improving know. your art just subtly, you know. You, yeah, you, subtly, subtly. Yeah. No, but it's true. Like, I'm sure you can look back at your comics from 2018 and are like, man, I, I really didn't know how to draw hands back then. Oh, yeah, dude. My <laughs> hands were fucking ass. Dude, Bro, my you were hands talking were fucking about, ass. Uh, Charles Schultz's Tremors. Yeah. Have you seen the movie Tremors? Oh, yeah. That Dude, movie that is like one of my favorite movies. It's a perfect movie. I mean, it's taught in like screenplay classes as like having the perfect screenplay. Is it really? Yeah, because it's, it's just so like succinct or whatever. Yeah, it's very tight. Like, and it keeps escalating. Like the plot, it like every 10 minutes, there's like a beat where, oh, shit just got realer. And, uh, it's like where, where a lot of movies will just, ha- and it like ends perfectly too. They kill the worm and that's it. They have mm-hmm. like one little speech about how the Kevin Bacon and the lady are hooking up. And then that's the end of the movie. We did it. We solved the problem. We killed the worms. <laughs> um, Kevin Bacon is the fucking man, dude. Yeah. Why has his career not, I feel like he's due for a Tarantino-esque revival. I think they just tried to do that with some TV show, but I, I don't think it did very well. 
I don't, I don't even remember what it was. He's, Steve, uh, do you uh, do you make comics? Uh, I don't. No. Um, I try to do Now's a little like try to do a little like uh, iPad painting. Uh, that's fun. I follow oh, tutorials. That's fresh. <laughs> make some landscape art, but um, uh, Alex and I are actually we became friends because we were both music majors in in college. Oh no way, dude! What uh, what do you guys play? Um, I do like guitar and bass. I became like a bass player more, more like, more like a bass player recently. Um, and sing and stuff. Um, Alex plays trumpet and every other instrument there can be. Uh, yeah, I play every instrument badly. Like I, I like consider, I'm a, I consider myself a composer. Yeah, yeah. I'm a composer. So, you know, you need to learn how to play a little bit of every instrument just to, you know, know its range and know what it can do. Uh, but if I were to say anything, uh, if I were to say what any instruments I prefer is I love playing guitar. Like that's the one that I love having in my hands and holding. And I, figures... I did have some questions for Zach um, uh, that were not about cartoons. Um, okay, let's. We, yeah, you know, we have a little bit of time left. Uh, tee them uh, up. Tee them up. So I, my first question was, how do you feel about cream pies? <laughs> what uh, kind of thought uh, that was interesting. Ones? Uh, either one, because uh, I, cause I was going to ask you about bananas, and then I was like, that's kind of lame. And well, here's the thing about... I, I've been struggling with. What is, because you, when you hear cream pie, it's almost not even the food anymore. It's just right. a porn thing. Mm -hmm. What is a cream pie? I think it's usually it's, qualified by something. It's one right? of those like pies that, like pie. the, that the Three Stooges use, right? <laughs> well, to me, to some people, it's a pie tin filled with whipped cream. Yeah. That's what you're saying. But it's like, is that what were people, I'm assuming, like in England and like the beginning of time had to eat? Like what, what is a cream pie? I don't they understand. They had to eat meat pies at the, be okay. the beginning of time. Yeah, they were, they were made out of people. They, yes. were just, <laughs> yeah, they were just doing meat pies. I mean, I think a banana cream pie is just like banana with whipped cream on it. I, I think it's called a cream pie specifically because there is no generic cream pie. There is just it is just the exclusive name for the sexual act. But I was thinking of a Boston cream pie. And What's it was, that? oh, we just They're came so right good. in your pussy. We came, <laughs> we came in a vagina right there. <laughs> ah, jeez. <laughs> uh, you do a great JFK, bro. Or, uh, or, uh, every, or I learned it from Clone High. The, Dude, the greatest what, uh, show of my youth. Why aren't you using your connection with Arthur to be doing? And maybe you are. Uh, well, this is acting. this is me using it. Oh, to do voice acting. Um, yeah. I, I so I, I got out of it when I was a kid, and then just getting back into it is. Uh, I couldn't live in that world of rejection anymore. Like auditions are fucking the worst. And you go to a room and there's like 20 people that look exactly like you. And, uh, you know, you're vying for the attention. Now mm. I'm just vying for the attention of Justin Wang. And uh, mm. I hope he will retweet my stuff now. Yeah. Dude, how old are you guys? Uh, I'm 32. 30. Yeah, 32. Okay, yeah. word, word. We're old. I thought you guys were going to be younger and then uh, more talented than me. And I was about to kill myself. No, <laughs> no, oh, no, no. We... We have, we have years on you. So what, uh, as someone who will be 32 eventually, mm -hmm. uh, will I eventually find a job? Do things get easier? What, what are you guys up to? I don't I, have uh, a job, and I also can't sleep. So 
Excellent. Yeah, I've been up <laughs> since like five. Yeah, say I think I woke up at four or five. Um, I've been having problems sleeping for months, so I feel fried all the time. Yeah, but you got that newborn life. That's what's... Well, that's she's what's... not a newborn. And yeah, I got a kid who's she's oh, eight bro. months old. Congrats, Mazel tov. Thank you. <laughs> she's great. She sleeps 12 hours a night. I'm very jealous. She's you stealing can... your sleep energy. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard of these. They're called like uh, Baba Yagas or something. It's a right, yeah. Creature so like do I dreams. How do I she's break... a baby Yaga. How do I break <laughs> the spell? Yaga. Yeah, you got to figure it out. You you have to fight for Russia in the in <laughs> you have to pledge allegiance to Putin yeah, and then you can break the Baba Yaga curse. Uh, <laughs> do you have any more questions for Jack? Um, I was uh, let's see. Do people with hyphenated last names have split personality disorder? <laughs> yeah. Des- oh oh, here's there's one. Uh, describe your latest anxiety attack in three words. Oh, this will be good. Let me see. trying to think of my latest uh anxiety attack well mine was i can't sleep um, so. <laughs> right right well i guess yeah We're this morning that, that would have been that one yeah. uh that's all i had really powerful, <laughs> powerful. Uh, zach in terms of your question about the 30s like as far as i can tell your 20s are all about getting your ass kicked like a lot because you know you don't have that teenage stupid confidence anymore like, mm-hmm. you know how fallible you are. You're acutely aware of how fallible you are. And so there's just, and there's all these experiences you have that prove it, you know, like having a job with a shitty boss or, you know, fucking up at work or, uh, you know, saying the wrong thing or fucking up while dating. And, but you come out on the other end of it, at least in my experience, with sort of a greater knowledge of self you know, and we have this identity crisis all throughout our 20s uh, where we're just trying to cobble together pieces of what we think is ourself. And then, you know, finally, you you finally achieve it once you stop caring. Not unlike Vegeta going Super Saiyan. Once you stop caring is when you finally find that sort of elusive sense of uh, who I am and what do I what do I stand for in this world? And that, you know, I think... Yeah, your 30s are better than your 20s, I, I would say, just for having that sense of that that sense of purpose and idea, ideology, more concrete surrounding your, your personality. I don't it was know. very deep, Alex. Maybe. Very deep. But yeah, it does get better. Don't kill yourself. It I'm usually does get to. better as you get older. Excellent. Excellent. Uh... Yeah. I guess other questions. Do what? Well, how much time do we have left? Um, I mean, we can we can uh, wrap it up, or we have more time. I want everybody that's listening to go subscribe on Twitter to at Yolo Swag Studios. That's what I want everyone to do. Actually, go to my Insta. Go to Instagram. That's Yolo underscore Swag underscore Studios. Hey, I didn't have to do any prep for this. This is no. awesome. I yeah, gotta, no. I actually I have to take uh, my prep pills. I'm gonna I'm gonna link. Also, if if you can't type because you lost your arms in an industrial accident, you can just yeah. tap the phone with your nose where I put the links in the description. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're, for all our we handless are, people that listen. we're inclusive, you know, how are they jacking off? That's what I want to know. There's a service. Yeah. <laughs> There's that. They have a jack off service. 
They got the, they got the jack. It's specifically the jack off boys. It's like Yo, that you car- guys. Yeah, oh, like my bad, my bad. No, no, sorry. I, you say what you're going to say. <laughs> you interrupted this great jack off boys. I ruined it. I hope it, you're happy. <laughs> Where were you going to say? Are you? Uh, I forgot to ask. Is the Wawa comic? Are you guys in Pennsylvania? No, I just know I know a bunch of people in Philly, um, and I think it's the cutest thing. It's just an adorable thing uh, to have these people go so hard for this okay franchise. It's it's okay. It's good. The sandwiches Dude, are all I right. Know, They're bro. above Wawa average. Wawa and Sheets is so <laughs> fucking good, dude. Sheets, the mac and cheese. I don't even like mac and cheese. It's mm-hmm. so good. You're a Sheets guy. Are you from the that area of operation? I, uh, my family is. Mm. Yeah, I, I grew up overseas. Ooh. Yes. Uh, so you don't know, you don't go to, you don't go to Amish. You don't smoke big doinks in Amish. Yeah, occasionally I'll visit. Ooh, did you, did you cut out there? Oh, occasionally I'll, uh, I'll visit. Oh, you just said occasionally I'll visit. I thought yeah, you were yeah. going to say something. But <laughs> nah, yeah, nah. occasionally visit the Amish, you know. Yeah, yeah. Go visit their puppy mills. Nah, nah uh, I think we've gone up there to get fucking, they sell, like, their excess, like, butter and shit sometimes. <laughs> it's, like, super good. Get some of the excess Amish butter. Get some of the good Amish butter. Oh, yeah. Dude, Pennsylvania is just, uh, there's a lot of Bumpkinville places, but those bumpkins in there cooking skills and hunting skills top notch yeah a Very lot of camo oh a lot yeah of camo. <laughs> dude every time my cousin gets me a christmas gift when i visit i have like i'll come with no sweaters and i'll leave with like three or four camouflage hoodies like <laughs> real awesome. tree shit dude i'm just like jesus christ that shit fucking rules i i i keep having this horrible vision of someone you know having their baby in camouflage baby clothes and then setting them down in the woods and then <laughs> oh no what have we done where where is the child that's really what happened to uh charles Lindbergh. yes the lind baby he was put in camo and then that was that yeah famous nazi sympathizer Charl- <clears throat> charles Lindbergh. i really want to do like a uh him and then overlapped with the uh chilies give me my baby back <laughs> I, I gotta find a way to put it together but i feel like it'd be so good yeah something something about like selfish Lindbergh babies you know wanting to be found i don't <laughs> i don't know um I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna write a yellow swag. Maybe I will one day. Maybe I'll maybe I'll yeah, take a step. Yeah, we need a. Uh, people used to do the collabs all the time, but we should mm-hmm. do a uh, House of Yellow Swag collab. Absolutely, it's something rocky. Uh, that's coming down the works. We're gonna do so many collabs. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna get the cyanide and happiness guys on. We're gonna get uh, man. Those guys are still. That's. Do you ever feel like you're persisting in a ruined world doing comics? Yeah, yeah, dude. I, f- I feel that way when I see their stuff sometimes. But, I just uh, to check their know, stuff. They still have a banger here and there. Oh, no, I think their stuff is, you know, for doing comics for like 20 years and producing a joke every day, I'm still surprised that they can, you know, get funny shit do out there. Do they still do it daily? Uh, like almost, I think they have multiple guys doing it. So there is a comic every day, but I There's don't like think three each of them, of them does think. it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But that's, yeah, that's from an era when you could, like, make real fucking bank off of webcomics. Like, Penny Arcade got a whole fucking expo out of it. Um, And I don't know what happened. Maybe it's because, uh, 
like ad revenue is not what it was maybe because the market's oversaturated but like you you don't like web comics are no longer the weird semi lucrative thing that they once were no at, not at all <laughs> not no. at all <laughs> no not but, at uh, all dude like cuz i see like big, big comic guys like shen comics you know, he's huge. Everybody's seen Owl Turd comics, and he's got, like, what, 80 patrons or something like that. It's ridiculous. He only has 80? I'm sure it's higher than that, but he should have more uh, oh, based on, you know, yeah. how his stuff is. I'm sure he makes it up in other ways. Well, you just got to be crafty, like, uh, you know, the House of Decline NFTs. You know, that could be a thing. But uh... we, we, we have an NFT guy. He's uh, on our show. Our friend Steve uh, uh, did NFTs. But we... Nah, we can't do that. We cultivated an audience of people that will crucify us if we do that. So yeah, I felt not... the same way, but it's so tempting when uh, I don't know if you saw that that uh, stone tossed guy, but he made like two mil in oh, a yeah, day. For sure. And I was just like, please, God, I've seen what you've done for others. Please, <laughs> please give me money. But yeah, you you have to mortgage that short-term benefit off of i mean with stone toss it doesn't matter because i'm sure his audience is fine with nfts i think they probably think yeah. that people are stupid that don't because he's like a big crypto guy as well right which right. is very funny is, uh, you have the you have the it's it's cryptocurrency and crypto fascism <laughs> all together uh he's stone toss is so fucking funny he's such a funny character in the not not like a lot of his stuff is obviously evil and terrible but it's funny when you have a lot of craft and you're like, you're good. Like as a cartoonist, he is technically a very good cartoonist, mm -hmm. which is what's sort of disturbing about it. Because as a cartoonist, your, your whole thing is to like communicate ideas as quickly as possible. Uh, in my mind, that's at least what I'm doing. And which is why simplified characters work better. And he is very good at communicating his, his opinions uh, with simplified language. Something that the bread pains guy, <laughs> talking about bread pains again, something that he tried to ape and was not able to do, um, which I think well, is interesting as well. I was going to say, though, because I was literally about to bring bread pains up again, but I think another thing the bread pains guy suffers with, like with the writing, where it's like, oh, he's just trying to shoehorn in this political thing. I feel like the Stone Dodge suffers from that mm -hmm. also with some, where it's like, Oh, this actually could have been funny if it was like more joke oriented, but it's just like, here is my message. Here is the message I am trying to get across. Mm -hmm. And it's yeah, once you're so I think if you're if you're like Ellie Valley, what I th he's not trying to make you laugh. He's trying to make your day worse. <laughs> Which well, is he's trying to make me puke with how uh, scribbly some of his stuff was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that's part of it too. It's gro It's supposed to be grotesque. It's not supposed to be funny. It's usually supposed to make you sort of like angry or, or perpetuate your anger. But I don't think you're supposed to be like ha, ha ha ha. You're not supposed to have like a reactive belly laugh to Ellie Valley cartoons. And if you're supposed to, he's not doing that. <laughs> he's right, not right. succeeding at that. Um. And I think, like, if you're doing serious political cartoons where you're actually advocating for a message, I think that's how you have to go with it. When you sort of split the difference between, oh, I'm funny, but I'm also have a message behind it, it, like, you, you become Elizabeth Warren, you know, you just triangulate yourself into a, a demographic that nobody is in, that, right. like, 7% of people are in. Yeah. Like, I want comedy, but I also want to feel angry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
who's something and you know i think that's why your stuff you know it's always it's the joke comes first the joke comes first before any sort of message yeah it's the yellow swag seal (laughs) all right well Zach, thank you so much for coming on we have hit our mark um we have had a great episode yeah i think this is a i think this is a banger zach do you do you have any plugs um yo uh i have like five packs of trading cards left if anyone wants them but uh i'll probably do one last restock of these so don't worry if you missed out well well, i'm gonna put all your links in the description uh so everyone can go check you out swag swag hopefully uh yeah it was it took me a while to wake up but uh god bless thank you for having me on this is very crisp uh yeah extremely crisp thank you for coming on our show we appreciate it a lot yeah hell yeah 